0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with our listeners again today. And so glad to have this opportunity through this program, Search the Scriptures, to do exactly that with all who tune in. To open up God's Word and dig a little bit deeper, to study a little bit more and learn a little bit more and thereby help our faith to, be, to stay strong and even grow stronger. Because, as we keep emphasizing, faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. You know, I've talked about this many times on this program. We are so blessed to be able to have Bibles. Most families, most households have at least one and probably more than one Bible in their possession. Now, unfortunately, a lot of those are stuck on a shelf someplace or maybe in a closet or just sit on a coffee table, but are seldom, if ever, opened and actually read through. But we have that freedom. But not only that, we have the freedom to be able to get together over the airwaves of radio and television and through the Internet to study together. From God's Word, to learn more and dig deeper. And really, that's what we really want to do, to bring God glory by teaching His Word accurately and effectively. Now, that's the bottom line, but then we really want, in this way, through this particular outreach ministry, to help you get to heaven. We want to reach as many souls as we can, and help as many souls as we can have eternal life with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in heaven. We want to help you. We want to help everyone we can along that way. Go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the homepage to our podcast button. Click on that. In about one minute, you can sign up for our podcasting. That's free. It will always be free. I say again, it will always be free. We're not after your wallet or your pocketbook. We're after—we're we're, we're here to try to help you get to heaven. When you sign up for our podcasting, you'll automatically receive all of these Bible, uh, all of these uh, Bible studies, all of these radio programs, automatically sent to your smart device, whatever it is—your smartphone, your computer, laptop, tablet, pad, whatever it might be, whatever you choose it'll be automatic. You'll receive all of these programs on a daily basis. And again, they'll be free. But you'll also receive a whole lot more studies from God's Word. You'll receive all of our sermons. You'll receive our Sunday morning Bible class, our Wednesday night Bible class, as long as we continue to podcast those. And you'll receive every day, seven days a week, a short, about a 12- or 13-minute Bible study that we call Today's Bible Class that covers really pertinent and relevant issues in our lives. All of that will be automatic. You'll receive it on a regular basis. It will always be free. You can take advantage of that, but we encourage you to encourage others around you to take advantage of that to go to our website at churchofchrist.com. Sign up for our podcasting. You know people in your life who need to turn their lives around, who need to change their focus, who need to start thinking from a more spiritual perspective. They need to think about their souls. They need to think about their relationship with God. You may help somebody get to heaven by getting them to tune in to all of these Bible studies that are available for free on our website. So encourage them to do that. We're going to finish up our study that we have been going through over the last several days. Asking the question, and it's a very personal question, but it's one that I know is on the minds of a whole lot of people. Are you struggling with some sin that you can't quit? Are you struggling with some sin that you just seem to not be able to stop committing? I've run into people who have thought, they're unforgivable. They're too bad to be good. They've done so much evil, so much wickedness, so much sinfulness through so long a period of their lives, they think, surely I can't be saved. God won't want to save me. Surely God would not forgive someone like me. But there are some people who just, they're in the grip of some particular temptation, some particular sin, And as much as they want to stop it, they just keep going back to it. Is that you? Or is that someone you know in your life? We talked about how the Apostle Paul indicated that he was struggling with doing things that he did not want to do and not doing things that he wanted to do. And it was the struggle, the war within himself against sin in Romans chapter 7. And he finally said, "O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me? And then the next verse, he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. See, God will be there for you. God will be there with you. Now, whatever the sins might be that you might be struggling with. And it might be more than one that seems to have you in its grip and you can't seem to release those tentacles, to pull them back and and set yourself free. You cannot set yourself free by yourself. God sent Christ to that cross to die for you, to pay the price for the guilt of your sins. And God promises to be with you as long as you will walk with him. He can give you the strength to overcome that temptation, that sin, whatever it might be. All of us struggle with some particular temptation to which we are particularly vulnerable. There are different temptations, there are different sins for the different ones of us, but all of us have something there that we really struggle with. But then there are some who despite their struggling they keep going back to it. And they get to the feeling like I, I can't quit. I just can't quit. It's like an addiction. God assures you he will help you quit. He will help you stop whatever that sin is. His strength will be there in the place of your weakness. Now That's not saying that God looks at sin in your life casually. Oh, no. His word tells us the wages of sin is death. But the rest of that verse says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God wants you to have eternal life with him in heaven. But you have to turn away from your sin. That's what repentance is, a change of mind, That leads to a change of behavior, a change of lifestyle. And as you repent, you can come to your Savior, Jesus Christ, confessing faith in him and surrendering to him in baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross so long ago will cleanse you right now of the guilt of your sin. As you're baptized into him, immersed in that water, buried with him in baptism, Romans 6 Verses 3 through 5. God will be there with you and for you. Now, God knows your weaknesses. We've talked about that. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3 and verse 23. The scriptures confine all under sin. Galatians 3 and verse 22. There is none righteous. No, not one. Romans 3 and verse 10 but God has already sent Jesus to that cross to die for you. God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 in verse 8. We studied through 1 John chapter 1, verses 7 through 10, where John is writing this to Christians and he says, now, god knows that you still make mistakes from time to time that you still commit sin from time to time don't deny it don't lie about it god knows but if you confess your sins god is faithful or god is righteous or god is just to cleanse you of all unrighteousness and that's first john chapter 1 and verse 9 If we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness Verse 7 talks about the blood of Christ cleanses us from our sins Now again it is it is not translated really comfortably and completely from the Greek into the English there. And so when it says the blood of Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin, the understanding is, as I understand it, is that the blood of Christ keeps on cleansing us of the guilt of our sins. Now the condition is we have to repent. We have to turn away from that sin. We have to really put ourselves in a very focused way to overcome that temptation, but His blood, as we do that, and as we seek God's forgiveness through prayer, after having become a Christian, the blood of Christ keeps on cleansing us of the guilt of our sins. What a wonderful promise, an assurance, a reassurance. And God has said that he will be there for us and not allow us to be tempted beyond what we are able to bear, but with the temptation will always make a way of escape so that we can bear it so in other words so that we can say no in the middle of that verse it says god is faithful to be with us and watch over us and help us in that way first corinthians 10 and verse 13 again how often are we to forgive each other our brothers and sisters in christ jesus told peter after peter said should i forgive them Up to seven times, Jesus said, how about seven times 70? And again, I think the understanding there is, Peter, there's no limit to how often you need to forgive your brother or sister. If they sin against you and they truly repent and seek your forgiveness, you just keep on forgiving them. Now, if that's the message to us, mortal human beings, how many times do you think God is ready to forgive us God, who is much more gracious than we are, if we will come to him in true repentance and seeking his forgiveness. And as we face that temptation, whatever it is that we can't seem to overcome, if we face it with God's hand around our hand, with his arm around our shoulders, with him walking right there beside us, as we continue to confront it and deal with it and strive to overcome it, we'll become stronger and stronger against it. God will give us the victory if we trust him and continue to walk with him. Remember what the Apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He could not do all things on his own, but he came to understand I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." God has laid out for you. He has made available to you a whole suit of spiritual armor. In Ephesians chapter 6, 12 through 18, Paul, he says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. In other words, God has set out there. He has offered you to equip you with a whole suit of spiritual armor. What is that spiritual armor? Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one who is the devil. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then praying always with all prayer and supplication. Yes, God has provided you, equipped you, or at least offers to equip you with a whole suit of spiritual armor. If you'll come to him through Christ. If you'll become that Christian that he wants you to be. In Psalm 119 in verse 11, the psalmist wrote, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. The word of God is powerful to equip us, to help us. The word of God is powerful to strengthen us, to give us direction and guidance and reassurance. Remember that the apostle Paul Wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15, study or be diligent to present yourself approved unto God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, God's word. In chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, verses 15 through 17, in verse 15, Paul reminds Timothy that from his youth, he had known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation. And then in verses 16 16 and 17, he says, That The scriptures, they're not just written by men, but they're given by inspiration of God. In other words, they're God's very word, and they're there for our correction, for our instruction, for our rebuke, and sometimes for our instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. God's word is there to help you grow spiritually, as we keep emphasizing in the program faith comes by hearing the word of god so as you continue to be in god's word your faith will continue to grow stronger and stronger god has also provided the church upon this earth which is the kingdom of heaven here on this earth he has provided that as a real bastion of strength encouragement support teaching and love to help you consistently grow stronger and to be strong against whatever the devil might throw at you and tempt you with in acts chapter 2 in verse 47 the lord added to the church daily those who were coming to salvation and the church is it important well, you see a lot of people think "No, nah, it's not that big a deal i can be faithful to god without ever being a member of any church or without ever going to any church services. The devil's got you, if that's what you think, what you keep deluding yourself into believing. In verse 23 of Hebrews chapter 10, the Hebrews writer says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. And then in verse 24, he says, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. So first, How can I hold fast to my faith, to my confession of faith? Verse 24, how can I help my brothers and sisters? And how can they help me be strong in my faith, in my dedication, my commitment to God and Christ? Verse 25 gives the answer to both questions. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I need to be together with my brothers and sisters in Christ as they and I, as the church, meets together to worship God, to study his word, to sing praises to him, to glorify him, and to grow spiritually myself as I study his word. Oh, God has provided the church as a bastion of strength, encouragement, support, teaching, and love to help you consistently grow stronger against whatever the devil might try to use against you. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. How do you do that? Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and you double-minded. James 4, verses 7 and 8. You see, God is greater than the devil. God is more powerful than the devil. John the Apostle wrote in 1 John 4 and verse 4, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you, if you're walking with Christ, is greater than he who is in the world, the devil. And so God, again, promises to be there with you and for you. In fact, the Hebrews writer wrote down this assurance this way. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Did you get that? God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The understanding being, as long as we never leave him nor forsake him. And then it goes on and says, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Well, if the Lord is my helper, then I can overcome whatever the devil might throw at me. John... I'm sorry, 1 Peter chapter 5, Peter wrote along this line that we can take security and have confidence in God being there, in our relationship with him, if we are walking with him regularly. He said that we need to beware of the devil because he walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So he's going to be after you. He's after all of us. But Peter says, resist him steadfast in the faith. Resist him steadfast in the faith. And why is that faith, our faith, so important? Because John the Apostle said, this is the this, this is how we overcome, the. this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our faith is key to being victorious against the devil, to overcoming whatever that is that we think is so debilitating in our personal lives. God, and catch these last three verses of scripture, God is able to see you through. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. Whatever the need, whatever the difficulty, whatever the challenge, God is able to see you through. How does Paul put it? God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. God is able to see you through against whatever the devil might throw at you. Hebrews 2 and verse 18, he is able to aid those, and that would include you, who are tempted. God is able to aid you in the face of temptations. 2 Timothy 1 and verse 12, he is able to keep what I have committed, what you commit to him, until the Lord comes again. He is able. God is able. God is able. God is able to see you through, to aid you in the face of temptation, to keep what you commit to him, your soul, until the Lord comes again. God knows how to deliver you from temptation. Second Peter 2 and verse 9. You need not doubt. God loves you that much. And God is all-powerful. And he will be there with you and through you. And you can have the victory through him, through Christ, through your faith in him, to overcome the devil, to overcome the world. You can quit whatever that is that you haven't been able to quit up until this point. Come to your Lord. Surrender your life to him. Be buried with him in baptism and let his blood cleanse you of the guilt of your sins and begin that new life in him. Dear Father, dear Father, we seek your forgiveness. We seek your strength. We need it so much. Thank you for loving us and being and assuring us that you will be there and give us victory.